This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. And I know up there in the, in the Minneapolis and Kalamazoo and all of I get letters from those folks up there, and they tell me what kind of weather they have. Well, that's the Lord ordained all those things. And yet the Lord is gracious to us, gives us a place to stay and a good building here to, to broadcast in in a church house and chapel where we can have service. Folks come here. Every area of our country is a little different, isn't it? I love our whole, I love the north. I've been up there to Michigan and, and uh, those places and, and uh, Minnesota. Went up there many, many years ago to the Indian Reservation. We had some folks up there that were friends of this ministry. And I went up there and enjoyed that. Then I've been to California and uh, the, the northwest out there where the uh, big big trees are, the red redwood, all of those things. And yet I like it down here in the south because this is where I was born and raised. So I praise the Lord for you today, wherever you are, I'd like to hear from you. Would you write me let me know that you're listening? We're bringing you these series of studies now on the home, and we're looking at the woman, the queen of the home. My man is your wife, your wife, the queen of your home. Do you love her and take care of her and make sure she's uh, got everything she needs as far as not everything she wants? No, no, we can't do that, can we? A lot of that's our problem, a lot of our problem. Uh, their want-to's never been fixed. Maybe your want-to's never been fixed. You know, we often used to hear Pastor Shelton say, whenever you get your want-to fixed, the Lord will save you. Oh, my friend, what grace it is to know the Lord. But we're looking at the woman, the queen of the home, and we described in our last study there what, what I would think would be a, a fine example of a home where the man comes in from work and, and relaxes after a hard day's work and the woman's in the kitchen fixing supper and got the house smelling good and maybe making an apple pie or something, and uh, got everything smelling good, the Lord blesses us, don't he? The Lord blessed me with a gracious wife and who could cook, and, and my mother taught her to cook some things that I liked before she went on. And uh, you don't never have a problem having company if your wife, if she can cook. But let's get back to that. The woman is the queen of the home. We saw in our last time the scripture where the Lord says, Wives, submit your husband unto your unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Now, listen, listen, let's look. The Lord goes on to say, even as Christ is the head of the church, so the husband is the head of the wife. Now, I've told you several times, uh, this is not my way I think. This is just not my idea of how a home ought to be made or a life ought to be lived. I don't do that. I have my, uh, my opinion about many things. But my friend, I read God's word and I listen and I study it. And I see the pattern that the Lord set down for the home. It is. And that's why I'm bringing these studies. It's the most important place in your life is your home. Now, I know we got a lot of folks who just live in a house. They don't, they don't live in a home. But I, now listen, listen, let's go back. I want you to see God's order in our home. If we'll build our homes, you young people especially, you getting out of school, out of college, and uh, I know... I, w I was there once. I was young once. I, I, I was, my ambition was to have a wife and children and have a home, and the Lord blessed me. Oh, I had many struggles. I was, I was too poor to pay attention. I had a little old job at just scraping a living out of the earth. But the Lord blessed me and uh, called me under this faithful ministry. Uh, Pastor L.R. Shelton's The Voice of Truth, the radio mission ministry many years ago, showed me that I was a sinner by a choice, a sinner by God's decree. And the Bible says, uh, 
Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. I use that expression oftentimes. You know the Lord only saves lost people. It's not a disgrace to be lost, my friend. The greatest thing in this world up in that time is when the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, comes there and stirs around your heart. I call it digging around your heart a little bit, revealing, laying the Scriptures bare, letting you see. My friend, the Lord gave us eyes to see and ears to hear, and he gave us a clear mind to comprehend. And I tell folks not long ago, I said, you got some common sense, hadn't you? You know you must have a substitute. You know that your sins are way down heavily upon you. If you're not saved, you know uh, after the Holy Spirit deals with your heart a little bit. But listen, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be under their own husbands. My friend, I want you to see, as I said, God's order. If we build our home like that, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll stay. They'll be firm. When the husband rebels against the Lord's leadership and won't have Christ to rule over him, and when the wife rebels against the leadership of her husband, will not have her husband to rule over her, then you have a disrupted, disordered, wrecked home, and your home becomes a hell instead of a heaven. Oh, I've seen those homes, my friend, where there was confusion, where the wife rebelled against her husband's authority. And I know there's enough blame to go around. I know that, my friend. But this is God's order we're talking about. Now, I'm giving you God's word. I hope you listen. Don't turn the dial off and run on the outside. Don't do that, my friend. Listen, call, you may call me a crazy old cockeyed fool. Well, you have to get in line to criticize me. I have folks call me, write me once in a while, call me old crazy trailblazer, old crazy kook, old knothead kook. But my friend, I'm telling you what, the Lord saved this poor old sinner, gave me grace not to let that bother me. You know, it doesn't bother me. You know, sometimes I like it when folks criticize me in the mail because I know that the Lord is stirring around their heart. That's right. I had a guy wrote me the other day, called me a, he called me a predator and told him, called me a crazy old fool and told me I ought to go to preaching John 3.16. And I did. I called him back. I wrote him back. I hardly ever do that. But I told him, I said, well, you don't know me. I'm an old sinner, whatever. The Lord looked on me as a sinner, but he saved me. He gave grace by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive sinners just like me. And I said, you don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't know anything about me except what a little bit you heard on this radio and something got under your old Ryan Ostrich hide, made you mad, made you angry. And I said, I wish you'd come by here and drink coffee with me and we'd sit down and talk about the Lord. And then I have another man up in Pennsylvania. He writes me about every week. He just gives me a litany of things that where I'm wrong, misdoing this and misdoing that. And then uh, I've got so aggravated with him, I just I don't even answer his mail. I just throw him in the trash because he's he's disruptive. He disrupts my whole life. If I read all that stuff, it might uh, begin to make me angry. No, I don't want to do that. But listen, I'm giving you the word of God. Thus saith the Lord. And I ask you to stay tuned. Don't, don't turn the dial. You can call me crazy if you want to, but I'm bringing you God's word. And to the world, every individual who preaches God's word is a fool. That's right. If you preach God's word, my pastor friend, if you bring God's word uncompromisingly, don't compromise God's word. I had a friend of mine, or a man called me. I called him my friend. Called me a couple of months ago, and he said, Pastor, I, I, I pastor a little church over here in Georgia. I got a, a, what I call a good church, about 200 members. They pay me a good salary, but they won't let me have any authority in this church. They got a committee to do everything, a committee to, 
to cut the grass, or committed to fill the baptismal pool, or committed to clean the carpet, or committed to, uh, to, to do everything. And he said, I have no authority whatsoever, and I can't stand it. They pay me a good salary. I'm retired military. I, he said, what, what am I supposed to do? I told him, I said, well, I'll tell you what to do. I said, you bring your suitcase to the church on Sunday morning, set it down by your pulpit, and take God's word in your hand and preach it and consign them all to hell. That's where they're going anyhow. That's where they're going anyhow. You're bucking your pastor out there, my friend. You bucking your pastor after he's been true to your soul. You're just going to hell for your trouble. You say, well, Trailblazer, you all stirred up. That's right, I am stirred up because I don't like nobody to criticize their pastor. I tell you what you do, you pray for him. You can't criticize him if you pray for him. I don't let folks criticize no, no pastor to me. I don't care how raunchy he is and whatever. Oh, I understand. I understand that we got some hell devils out there. Y'all know how I feel. I don't believe in women preachers. I don't criticize them. I say they're lost and on the road to hell. I do. The Reverend Misery so-and-so. The Reverend Misery so-and-so. Dr. Misery so-and-so with a Ph.D. in, in, in theology behind her name. She's not saved. That woman not saved by God's word. God's word says she's in rebellion against God. She's usurping the authority of some man. Any church board or board of deacons or board of trustees or hierarchy that will elect a woman to preach is not saved either. That board is not saved. Those folks are not saved. And you say, well, you're mighty, mighty raunchy today, Pastor. I am. I get tired. I see folks drifting, drifting, drifting out into the world of, of, of sin and, and, and leaving God's word. All you got to do is take God's word, my lady friend. Take God's word and read over there where it says you got to be the husband of one wife. You think the Apostle Paul misquoted that? I have folks call me and they brag on the Apostle Paul. Oh, the Apostle Paul, and I do too. But then they forget about the Apostle Paul is the one who laid down these instructions for women and men and children. And he says that a woman not to usurp authority over her husband. So I ask you, my lady friend, you co-pastor friend, how you how you justify being in walking in God's will when you usurping the authority of your husband? He may be a sorry husband, but he's over you. That's right. He's to rule over you and to teach you and lead you and guide you. And if he don't have enough backbone to stand up and preach God's word, I have I feel sorry for you. May God have mercy upon your poor soul. And we're gonna get back in our study. We I just I just get wound up sometimes here. And then I have folks write me and say, Pastor, go on, keep on keeping on. Don't don't let the world antagonize you into giving up preaching. No, I'm not giving up. But my friend, I'm concerned about your home, your family, your wife, and your children. You out there, many of you are listening to the old trailblazer now for fifteen years, and you still don't see that God's order for the home is that the man is ahead of the home, falling at his feet, falling at Christ's feet, trusting him, obeying him. And then taking the leadership of his home, sometimes you have to take a bull by the tail, my friend, but you need to take your home over. I, I know you have to do it in love and kindness, and I know all that. I'm telling you that. But my, my lady friend, my woman friend, if you have a good husband or a bad husband, he's, he's, he's over you. He's your head. He may be a sorry head, but he's over you, and you and him both together are over the children. If, the, if he's not there, you're responsible for the children. If your husband has left you, gone off a whoring after the world, you're responsible for your children. And then I'm not going to get into those deadbeat dads today. 
I, I, I do that often enough, but my friend, a man that won't support his children and his wife, even though he left them, ought to be hung by the toenails. That's right. Deadbeat dad. Oh, my friend. That's, that's a terrible subject with me. I think they ought to put the front name on the front page of the paper and on the Facebook and whatever, Twitter and, and whatever you got, put it on there, put his name and address on there and his face and say, this man abandoned his children. Now he got some little floozy somewhere. Won't be long before they'll have one or two, and he'll leave her quick as a heartburn, my friend. Oh, but the old trailblazer settled down here in a minute. We'll be back tomorrow with another subject. We're looking at the woman, the queen of the home. Isn't that great? Don't you love a pretty home, a nice home, where there's folks there that you can sit down and talk with and uh, children obey? Oh, we're going to get to that. But this is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address? Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye till tomorrow. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.